the first law of Ivanova's hair. Doesn't make any sense. Do the IMDb corner because oh, good grief. Look, do you know what it's like when telepaths make love? You and I being of firm New England stock understand yes. what it means to be emotionally bound up. This might be my adult brain. Look at you being all judgy. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper. I should probably just cut all of this. The dutiful master of horse. Brain, brain, what is brain? Oh, I'm sorry. Suck it, DS9. I'm full of tinier vorlons! Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Don't step to me with Bionic Bigfoot, man. I think I've had enough of you. I shall sail into the west and remain Garibaldi. What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Episode 106, Movements of Fire and Shadow, and the Fall of Centauri Prime. In which the war comes to Centauri Prime, and Londo ascends to the throne. Coming to you live in the form of two giant holograms visible from the surface of the planet Earth... (laughs) My name is John Cassie, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend Chris Tatro, also a giant hologram. Yes. Hovering over the East Coast. Hovering over the West Coast. We can see each other, and we are talking to each other across the breadth of this country on the name of the pod, the Babylon 5 podcast, in which we discuss the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990 science fiction television program, Babylon 5. Babylon 5 never made it to the 2000s, did it? No. No, it ended in no. the, Okay, so... So we're, we're safe in West, saying 1990s. Yeah. Yeah as, yeah, as we come to the end of Babylon 5, we're coming very close, as you know, folks, mm-hmm. to the end of this program. Uh, I was just momentarily concerned that they dropped <laughs> one episode into the 2000s then. Well, I think there are some of the films. Yeah, they don't count. Okay, it's fine. For purposes of this mm-hmm. I introduction, think, yeah, I think Legend of the count. Rangers was 2002, maybe? Not yeah. sure. So, yeah, I think yeah. the Lost Tales are actually even later than that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, in the, any the case. Bab Marillion. Does that come some, in there somewhere too? The Bad Marillion? Bab Bab Marillion. Never mind. I'm I'm making I'm making Tolkien jokes. I'm lost tales. Oh, the Bab Marillion. Bab Marillion. Someone edit this out, please. I sound like an idiot. It was not the dawn of Why the first stage of mankind, <laughs> which is when the Babarillion happens. Yes, that's as true. As we know. Yep. Right? Right. Yeah. Babu the One, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, the Alvorlon. Yep. Yeah. Tom Babadil? Tom Babadil. Yes. No. No. Let's, let's, let's set let's, this bit let's aside. Let's end. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Please. Let's. Shall we restart? Now, uh, and, no. and folks, uh, lest, you, lest you think we're still tripping on cold meds. No. Um, no. This is, the, this is. This is the this real is thing. Normal. Yeah. Right. So, this is the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. This is this is what it's like when we're actually when in crack. fine fiddle and properly rested. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I I I lament all 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 that all that is to come. <laughs> um, much like what is to come for the Centauri people, beaten, vanquished, Oof. Uh, and uh, under a reparations regime mm-hmm. that we're clearly made to think of as. Versailles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Londo's language is, you know, I'm, I'm interested to go back and look and see if things, if it was lifted, if his giant hologram speech where he's big Tupac in the sky there, um, was that lifted directly out of some, you know, post-World War One speech or, you know, one of Adolf Hitler's earliest uh, right. rantings or something like that. Right. Yeah. Could you imagine Londo at Coachella? He would have blown up, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Good grief. Uh, so, we'll, look, folks, we'll come to that. Yes. Uh, but what we have here is, uh, you know, a, a an episode of this program that combines movements of fire and shadow in the fall of Centauri Prime. Um, as we said, you know, we've got the previous two form a uh, uh, an, an interlocking narrative as these two do with those two. And we basically now have the final resolution for all that, uh, uh, you know, for, for, for all that sort of matters Centauri mm-hmm. in the entire scope of Babylon 5 story. So for sort of the first right. time now, we're getting the... The, the the you know the end of the line how else to describe why we get that londo montage mm-hmm. of sort of great londo moments right 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 the keeper has taken him over londo's capacity to act as an individual as a sovereign agent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh are past and we've seen we've seen plenty of examples in the past of this show what that's going to force on him over the next 20 years. Right. Right. So we have really the first, uh, you know, the first, first story arc resolved here mm-hmm. um, of a, one of our main characters. And, you know, it seems fitting to let Londo go out as a giant, uh, as a giant space hologram, uh, you know, with his with his imperial garb and mm-hmm. you know, and all does it that. really get any more Londo than that? Frankly, right? Uh, Londo uh, walking to his inauguration alone mm-hmm. uh, as an as an act of uh, reflective contrition, nevertheless, reads as an act of supreme self serving self importance. Yes. Right. You know, yeah. it, 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 it has it has both qualities, right? Right. And I in that regard, here. it's perfect Londo. <laughs> yeah, I am here by myself. You know, no one is is worthy of walking beside me. Right. You know, that I am I am alone for the gods to see. Right. Yeah. The great the, maker alone sees me, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing was uh was was pretty epic. Oh, you know, he I think he still has a certain element of sovereignty over himself or he's trying to preserve it. You know, I think the decision to force everyone away to move Centauri or the Centauri Republic towards isolationism. Yep. Um, those are you know, those are his ways of trying to minimize the damage that he knows is coming. I agree. Uh, and so he still has, he has that amount of, of, of control. Um, I don't think that the keeper is going to give him a whole lot more than that, but at least he can, you know, he can try to, to, to keep them from spreading beyond him. Yeah, I think it's very clear that Londo has a sense of, his journey and his people's journey needing to take a very different course. Mm-hmm. And that his reign is going to 
to have an an intentionality about it that that is really not something the Centauri have a lot of experience with. Right. It's very it's very Narn what they're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember the Narn when we first met them. Right. You know we had been, you know our our system had been strip mined for a century by the Centauri, and now we're trying to build ourselves back up from from virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, surely Londo is imposing on the Republic the same kind of thing that the Republic imposed on others. Um, yes, you know, to, to, to force the, the, the rebuilding, to encourage the rebuilding. Right, right. But I don't, I, you know, I don't think that, I don't think the Centauri got it as bad. You know, oh, one, no. They, one, no, they, 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 they had, okay, they had the bombardment that went on for, some short amount of time, and mm-hmm. there were a no fair number. No mass drivers. No mass drivers. There were a fair number of ships there, so yes, there was probably damage, but uh, it was limited to only. I mean, they they control a, a, a chunk of space. Yes. Yeah, right. It it's pretty, not it just limited. No- yeah, to just the home world. Right. And even in that sense. They seem to do a pretty poor job of the rebuilding effort, because if you remember from War Without End, mm-hmm. when Londo shows Sheridan out the window, everything's still in ruins. Right, right. They had, they had twenty years to rebuild. What did they do? Right. Yeah. What What on earth have you been doing? Yeah. And yeah. if they if they're pursuing this isolationism, one has to assume that they didn't get bombed again. Which maybe we're wrong about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I guess it doesn't take much for Centauri to tick somebody off and in come the bombers. But yeah, did they? Did everything just sort of stay the way it was for twenty years? Did they completely stagnate? Right. You know, you you think about the 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 only way to sort of think about this is comparing. Western Europe to mm-hmm. Eastern Europe after Marshall Plan, after World War II, right? Yeah. And there are still buildings in Budapest, in Eastern Berlin, you mm-hmm. know, that have never been properly repaired Yeah, from, yeah. from World War II, right? And... Maybe to some extent that's what we're that's what we're being led or where the connection that that they're mm-hmm. hoping to, to, to draw is that um, sh- sh- you can you can go isolationist, sure, but it's not going to be a time of prosperity. And if what you're doing is relying on your own resources without proper trade to rebuild, well, that's like, you know, well, how how far can you get without eating? Right, right, right. They don't have the they don't have the money. They don't have the the tools, the material to to do a rebuilding project of that scope. And and maybe by themselves, by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe since this is the new improved Londo, 
maybe he focused on rebuilding other parts of Homeworld be first, and the capital maybe. remained kind of, eh. You know, there was they were going to get to it and then didn't. They could yep. have expended all their resources, uh, I don't know, repairing you know, farmland or whatever that was uh, right. that was taken out. Um, seems like that might be a more new Londo thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It may also be that um, with the coming of Londo and his uh, his particular angle, the way he's going to govern, that civic society just kind of breaks down. Yeah. That he clearly has no real interest in pursuing the aristocratic game. Mm-hmm. Well, the aristocrats aren't going to go quietly. And you can imagine all manner of nonsense in the, uh, you know, in the in the suburbs mm-hmm. and in the country mm-hmm. leading to a decline in normal order that just becomes more and more and more pronounced the longer it goes on. And, right. and you know, becomes really, really a challenge mm. for for an administration that doesn't have a lot of money, doesn't have a lot of external support, and probably doesn't have a lot of internal support. Right. Um, right. Because you can get yourself in a pretty vicious cycle there of right. the, you, you don't have the resources to throw the kinds of breads and circuses that they may have done before. Right. Po- so the populace is upset and therefore you know again not generating the kinds of money that you need to right. have those breads and circuses right right uh yeah it, it it isn't it isn't all that hard from my perspective to see how quickly the vicious circle yeah would just would just undermine the whole of the society yeah right so basically we're, we're looking at like a 20-year-long Weimar Republic, you know, if you don't have a, uh, a, a Hitler, a Third Reich that rises up and in- reindustrializes and reinvigorates Centauri mm-hmm. Prime, mm-hmm. then they continue to be stuck in these reparations and, right. you know, this, you know, the, the, the rampant, you know, wheel by, wheelbarrows full of money kind of situation <laughs> yeah, and, right, and, right. and nothing getting done at home. I, I can, I can see that. You know, I, you know, I, it, it, it just, it, it kind of, when I was thinking back to War Without End, it just kind of surprised me more that, yeah. that especially within eyesight of the palace, things would still be all messed up. Right. Um, and it may be that, that, that we're, that we're not meant to make that connection. Yeah. But, but if that's the case, then. Why would be? Why are we supposed to then make a dozen other connections yeah. that we're clearly encouraged to make? Mm-hmm. Right? We've been told all these things. Mm-hmm. I think you have to take what you saw, what you're talking about in War Without End, and say, "Well, what the heck is that about?" Mm-hmm. I think it's a totally yeah. reasonable, yeah. Um, you know, perspective, and okay. yeah. And and it's also possibly Londo trying to choke off the efforts of the Drock to mm-hmm. get their 
you know, get their their talons in. What's the expression I'm looking for here? To to take root on Centauri Prime. You know, they they say they're doing this right. to get a home world. Well, are, are they looking to take over and make Centauri Prime their home world? Right. That, it wasn't clear what their what their angle here is. How they're approaching this, or were they just expecting maybe all the money's getting diverted to spruce up the new Drock home world? Right, and so there's nothing left for home because hey, you know, give us, give us your a black budget of like seventy percent of your stuff, right? To to give us a nice shiny palace world over here, or we blow up all these fusion bombs. Thank you, Londo, for giving us that great idea. Right, right. Um, yeah, I wouldn't at all be surprised if your if if your argument there that it's the Drock who've got a, you know, a tapeworm yeah. in the Satori economy, mm-hmm. leaching out the the life the lifeblood of the Republic, yeah. right? Yeah, sort uh, of a North Korea kind of thing. Yeah, it's like Romania in the 1980s, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, that, that you have so little to give, and if you spend all of your money either exporting everything that you own, Romania, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you spend it all on uh, on the military, and you care less. You don't care at all about mm-hmm. about you know food or you know health. Yeah. Well, okay, you could do that too, but mm-hmm. that looks like yeah, you know that that looks like that North Korean case. You know, yeah, and they're they're paying out reparations. They're paying out potentially to the DROC. You know, right? Nothing left at the end of the month to pay the rent. Yeah. Right. Or or right. you can pay the rent, but you can't you know fix up that that balcony that's falling apart right or the, or the back shed that's been in need of repair for 10 years well yeah it's just gonna have to go another year yeah we've yeah, got exactly. nothing which right. means maybe 20 years of just grinding poverty and horribleness for the right. centauri people which i can't imagine they would take very well or take very naturally right yeah yeah this is not a society that based on everything we've seen, is an austerity society. <laughs> no. Right? Nor is it one that there's any evidence is going to emerge from a period of generational austerity, mm-hmm. not profoundly transformed. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the Drock, I think, knew precisely what they were doing. When they came to Centauri Prime, the mm-hmm. nature of Centauri politics, the way that the aristocracy works, how authority is so hierarchical, um, uniquely positions the Centauri to be vulnerable oh, to yeah. manipulation and takeover by a shadow force like like the Drak. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They, they're players of games. All right. Well, somebody who's a little better can come in and, and play them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that, that appears to be what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we think about what that society has been doing. And we get an opportunity to reflect on what the regent has done mm-hmm. and not done. And as his 
as his time comes to an end, you know, I sort of began to wonder, well, well, what would have happened if this region had not been regent? I mean, it might have been even worse. Do you mean if someone else had been in in yeah. control of the state yeah. at that yeah. time? Yeah, it it sounds like he tried as best he could to keep things preserved and to to keep the Centauri ideals alive as long as he could. Uh, right. Whereas if it was someone like like Cartagia or you know someone that, equally venal, yeah, you know they could have who knows what you know, plundered you know, brought 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 the Centauri Republic into just all kinds of ruin that they didn't even right. need the Drazi to to come in and bomb them back into the uh, right. exactly the Stone Age, but maybe bomb them into the 1990s. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, imagine if that defense minister. Oh. Uh, ugh. Oh, Mr. Smooth? Here, I think I'm very smooth, don't you? Yeah. We didn't see him come to a bad end, did we? Sadly, no. Mm. Yeah, I feel unsatisfied with that. He needed to come to a bad end. Yes, there needed to be a lamppost with his name on it somewhere. Yes, mm. yes. Maybe, All maybe, in the fullness of time, perhaps. It's in my head canon. <laughs> exactly, right? Yes. Um, or maybe so, in one of the novels. I saw there's a there's a novel called the the Long Night of Centauri Prime, which I think takes place like just after all of this huh. uh, that that Peter David had written. So, huh. um, I may have to track some of these down. I keep saying, oh, maybe they cover one of these in the novel. But who knows? Maybe they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I I actually. You know what I what I have thought about the regent in the past. Yeah, I actually came to feel sympathetic towards him. Yeah, and to feel bad, you know, like you're a, you're a you're a public servant, mm-hmm. right? Unlike everyone else on Satori Prime who's enacting the, you know, the great game, you are just yeah. a public servant, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, and he recognized that a lot of his demeanor was, you know, silly and appropriate, buffoonish. Yeah, um, but it was all the role that that he had to play, you know, under right. Cartagia, right? And it seems like his role, his his demeanor shifted when it was uh, when he was regent and and uh, had the watcher kind of or the keeper for sure, kind of the keeping keeper, an yeah. eye on him. Yeah, um, yeah. I felt a little bit more sympathy to him. There's not a lot that he, you know, we, a lot of times we you know, we slag Londo or somebody else for. Like well, you know, he just stood by and let all of these these things happen rather than taking action. But it's 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 pretty clear from the the way that JMS has constructed the story here that there is no alternative. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. we can't say, oh, he you know he should have he should have been you know a proud centurion, stood up and you know fought off, fought these drock off and not done what they wanted. But it's, it's yeah, just not, no, it's you know especially when you're not a strong-willed person to begin with. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, you, that, you put, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you put one of those th- things on, like, I don't know, maybe Sheridan. I'm, I'm thinking sort of the the like big heroic archetype kinds of characters from other shows or other other fiction. You, know, you could see like Aragorn kind of like fighting through it, or uh, Hal Jordan, right. or something like that. Right, you know? right. But but 
I don't think you get those kinds of people among the Centauri. No. No. Um, it would be like, uh, you know, you put one of them on Gaius Baltar. Oh, I, yes. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. the simpering begins immediately. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Whereas if you did it to Bill Adama. Oh, yeah. Right. That's Bill Adama, a, he'd nod off with his teeth. Yeah, that's a that that that's a that that that's a challenge of a different color. Exactly right there. You exactly. Know. Um, yeah, so interesting. Mm. Um, a reminder uh, of the uh, you know kind of the the erudition of the writing or the mm. the care of the writing in the fact that. Um, Really, the only way to accomplish this goal was to send the fleet away and to turn off the planetary defense system. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you only get into Troy, (laughs) right, by essentially doing the same thing. Right. Right. Um, And often these places that are impossible to imagine them being, being damaged can only be damaged by internal disorder, right? Sure. Uh, or, you know, someone opening the gates, right? Right, yeah. How you many know. times has, has Constantinople fallen because someone opened the gates as opposed to... Correct. Or, or, you know, ...snuck out the back, yeah. Correct, right. Yeah. Um, Thermopylae... Mm-hmm. Yep, Classic. ...would have been just fine, right, if that back way had not been... Yeah, Tre- you know, treasonously revealed, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. on and on, right? Right. Um, so I thought that was a that was a nice, a nice touch, yeah. right? What I thought was quite, quite lovely, uh, though, was Jacquard's, uh, you know, we the Narn can never forgive you, the Centauri, but I can forgive you. Mm-hmm. I thought that was nice. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we needed uh, it before we got to the end of Londo's story, so I'm glad it came. We did. We did need it. Um, right. Yeah. If it's going to happen, we needed it right now. Right. Yeah. You know, and as as Jakar reminds us, uh, he is a better person. Um, so right. You know, so he's able to do that. You know, I, I still, I, I don't know if within myself. If I were in Jakar's place, if I would be able to forgive. Oh, full stop. Yeah. Right? It's, but that's a, that's a marker of Jakar. Right. Right? Yeah. It's not that much time has passed either. We're not only, really. We're only a, a year, maybe 18 months out. Right. From the mass drivers. Because that, that, was, that was middle of season three? Two. Was that all the way back in season two? Okay. Yeah. So it is. A, it's a couple of years, but but then the liberation doesn't happen until until last much year. Later. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> ugh. Yeah. But it's a marker. It's a mark on how far Jakar has come. Absolutely. Right. Which to me is the you know is the takeaway. Should, yeah. We have to see Jakar continuing to evolve into a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. Yep. To do so, he has to have this interchange with Londo. 
Yeah. And this is his last opportunity to. Yeah. Right. In the main narrative, right? right? Because now we're moving into a kind of liminal space between when when this show ends, when our narrative, you know, mm-hmm. the year is 2258, right? Right. You know, uh, and the future of the, you know, of the universe is coming. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's always been coming. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that bit was very nice, and then he gives them the little Wakanda Forever salute, you know. Before uh, I thought that was perfect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely no. It's no BS. No, and, right? And it's and it's a level of it's a display of respect that that no Narn would show to a Centauri. No, exactly, exactly. I don't think yeah. we've ever even. I don't think we've seen any Narn give that give that salute to a non Narn. I don't think they. I mean, who else would they salute? They wouldn't salute, you know, Sinclair, or Sheridan, maybe Sheridan, but I don't think we've seen it. Yeah, I don't know. When we go back and rewatch the show, we can look for it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a thing. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we should do like a mirror, like a mirror universe name of the pod, uh-huh. where we start when we get to the end. Yeah. We start where we just finished, and we start going and backwards. go backwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sort of unwinding time. It's like after you know when the when the expanded universe sort of hits its edge and is contracting. That's kind right. Of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, let me know how that goes. <laughs> There's nothing quite like gestural radio. Yes, to make the best radio. Right. Well, it wasn't even gestural. It was just the just the eye eyebrow, you know, and, right. and facial expression. That's all I needed. Right. Yeah. I have yeah. a I have a very well known eyebrow raising and mm-hmm. head gentle head nodding. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know Powers. when I've I know when I've stepped in it. Yeah. Um, all right. So what if we. Uh, so what what have we got that we haven't uh, that we haven't chatted? I mean, look, the substance of yeah. this is really the follow of the Centauri. Yeah, the follow of the Centauri state, the um, the business with Delenn on the spaceship. Uh, yeah. That's just a little bit of Galileo Seven business, right? Right? Um, right? You know, we're gonna we're gonna drift off the beacon kind of thing. That ship was that ship was, was messed properly up. messed up though. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep. God bless. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was. Uh, they were they were in a in a in a pretty rough. Oh, and also, I've broken my leg in two places. <laughs> great, yeah, well, great line yeah. delivery there, Billy. Yeah, <laughs> great line. Um, thought that was just terrific. Yeah, um, yeah. That, but again, that's that was there to keep Sheridan distracted. That's right. That's right. And and this is what I'm going to hit on uh, here before we before we we wrap is. Uh, we we talked. I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago about Sheridan making just. It was last week about bad decisions, bad calls. Yeah, uh, you know, losing his temper as opposed to being a proper leader. And I think here he froze. You know, he's in the 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 White Star. He's yep. you know, got the Centauri fleet coming in. What do we do? And he just he just freezes. Now on one hand, I can see. That's necessary as part of the scripting or writing of the episode because you want Londo to resolve the situation. So you don't want to have Sheridan do something to 
to Captain Kirk his way out of this, or, or probably more accurately to Picard his way out of this. Um, right, right. You know, you don't want to reach a big diplomatic resolution. We, we need to have Londo come in and say, it's over, it's done. Um, right, right. But on the other hand, okay, all right, so we, we back out of the meta examination here, uh, Sheridan freezes up yep. at a crucial moment because he's got this question of, all right, we might have thousands or millions of lives lost in this battle. He's thinking about Delenn. His head is in right. the game. Right. Um, and we talked a little in the, in the pre-show and I said, I think maybe your president of the Alliance shouldn't be the one in a battleship leading, uh, leading an attack force. I think that you know, is crystal clear. He's he he had a history of being a great starship commander, of right. being a military leader, right? But you know he's spent the last year not exercising those muscles, focusing right. on other stuff. So yeah, he shouldn't. That I, I understand the instinct. You go jump in the ship, go off and save the day. Right. But that's not that's not where he is anymore. That's not who he is and who he needs to be anymore. Right. That is not your role. Yeah. And if anyone's going to take a long time to learn it, it's going to be John Sheridan. Yeah. Right. As though, but as though Jeffrey Sinclair was any better. <laughs> well, true. Right. True. Although Jeffrey Sinclair was not the leader of the Interstellar Alliance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you, so, you couldn't really have Lockley go and do it because you know because that's not her role. So they they understood that. You know, we we got that that right. This is She's, where you need Captain Montoya. Exactly. Right. Yep. Or you need someone like him. Mm-hmm. Right. Or. Well, he's the only one you got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have I don't think we've seen another ship captain of the White Star Fleet. Right. Um, we've got him twice. We could have used him again. Yeah. Right. You know who you know who would have been great in that situation? Go. Susan Ivanova. Totally. Yep. That was that boom. That would have been where she would have would have sat. Yep. That is exactly whether, what she would have done. Whether or not she was still you know, Earth Force, you know, captain of the station, Earth Alliance captain of the station. Right. That's where she would have been. Totally. And and hey, she got the training in the in the, the diplomatics, so may as well use it. Right. She's probably the only one who could have saved us from all this nonsense. Yeah. That's why they had Garibaldi? to get rid of her. No. Garibaldi. <laughs> no. Well, Jiminy. hey, he held it together for both of these episodes. I know. Look at him. He's adorable. Yeah. He's trying. He's trying. You know? He is trying. Yeah. Trying yeah. my patience. Um, where's my where's my uh, 14 second toilet flushing sound effect here? Exactly. Mm, um, yeah. You know, you, you talk about Susan Ivanova. Yeah. But ever since our episode last week where we chatted about Tamlin Tamita mm. as, you know, Commodore O in, yes. in Star Trek Picard, I have been unable to get my brain out of the if only slash what if that oh, might yeah. have been that might have been this program mm-hmm. if she had been allowed to stay yeah as the right hand man mm-hmm. only to then become the great betrayer 
Oh, yeah. Oh, mercy. It would have. I you know, wish we'd been, had that show. Yeah, it would have been an Agent Ward situation. Right. And that, right. Oh, mm, one of I, one of the best one of the best TV villains I think of the uh, of the 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 2010s. Yeah. 2010s was it even before that? I don't know. No, couldn't have been. But yeah, from Agents of Shield. Um, yeah, that's oops, 2012, 2013, something. Yeah, because like they're just starting like season seventeen. Now, I think or, seventeen yeah. season oh. twenty three. No, uh, I think season seven. Yeah. 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 So. Ah. Uh. Um, yeah, so I just I, I wanted to call out Sheridan on that because you know he they, they 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 spent a lot of time in this episode kind of building him up and and having him go and and do this and then he doesn't do anything there. Right. Um, He's been very Bruce Boxleitner's been very shouty, yeah, and very brittle and on edge. The whole the yeah. whole season, he's just you know he's he's jammed into a role that doesn't fit his nature. Yeah, that's right. That's right. you know, there's I I remember way back in grad school days doing these kinds of occupational inventories, sure, uh, that related to the Myers Briggs kind yep. of you know yep. pseudo psychology stuff. Um, Ironclad data, Chris. Absolutely, yeah. Ironclad. It's data. Yeah. It's ironclad. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, Keep yeah. Keep going. Uh, Occupational yeah. Well, tests. Right. Yeah. So, and they would talk about people who are in a uh, in a job or in an, in an occupation that required things of them that their personality doesn't fit. Like, you know, right. I'm a strong introvert. You put me in the kind of situation where I have to be performing or, or talking to, interacting with you know, socializing with people a lot, right. and I'm gonna I'm gonna burn out super fast. Right, you know? right. You talk about all these these sort of functions that you go to where you're you're meeting, uh, you know, donors and all of these you know important people related to the school that you're at, and and I think, oh my god, you know, I would I would be you know hiding under a table somewhere <laughs> if I was forced to go to one of those. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, so, I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, and and you know so. All of that by way of saying that Sheridan spent his first, I don't know, 35, however old he's supposed to be, years in the military, you know, right. thinking things along in this in this aspect. And his natural reflexes, his muscle memory, are they're not going to help him in the job that he's in now. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm, I'm very, I'm interested to see if it gets kind of addressed in our last couple episodes and in particular in in sleeping in light right what we get because certainly the 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 retrospective that we had on the sheridan presidency from uh from the end of of last season uh right you know bopping you know 10 years a thousand years whatever into the future right right um, right seemed to be mixed i think that's fair yeah mixed yeah Right. Uh, I suppose we'll see, huh? Yeah. All right, what else? Um, Are we there? Is there an IMDb corner? Yes. Well, yes, there is. And I'm going to do this one, actually. This is this is a special IMDb corner for my son, Julian. Ah! Uh, okay, go. Uh, that uh, our Drazi general, at, at the, you know, when there were the three of them Indeed. the table. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Drazi general was played by Bart McCarthy. Bart McCarthy. Yeah, he's got a number of roles. He's done a lot of different things. Okay. But uh, the, the 
the role that jumped out at me uh, right off the screen was that he was Pirate Captain Bart in the SpongeBob uh, SquarePants movie. Ah. Um, the, the opening scene of it, which I've probably seen as many times as I've had hot lunches. Thank you, Julian. Uh, is is these pirates and they're singing the SpongeBob theme and they they're on the boat and it comes ashore and they go rushing into the theaters to see the movie and such. So he is the pirate captain in that opening sequence. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah. I didn't recognize. Hmm? Is it live action? Uh, that part is live action. And yeah, okay. They get into the theater and then they watch the movie on the screen. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't recognize the face. Didn't really recognize the voice because I think the singing's overdubbed in the movie. But right. Uh, but yep, I saw that on his on his list. I said, oh, I'm going to mention that. That's a good one. Got to got to throw some SpongeBob in there. I love it. Yeah. And, and the other thing I want to mention, and yeah. this is the advantage of the fact that we kind of we ran out of canned episodes. You know, if we if we if we find ourselves recording things too far ahead of time then right. we can't hit contemporary notes that's right but that's since right. this since we're recording this on monday and it's going to drop wednesday or thursday that's right you know great see sometimes sometimes there is a plan that's right um and i'm just gonna we mentioned star trek picard uh yes. recently and and that it is good um, yes if slow i think i'm starting to cool on it a little but i want to see where it goes i agree um, i'm with you but just in this last, the episode that aired last week, um, they brought up that there's an ent- there's a group called the Rangers that seems to be operating out here in the 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 sort of edges of Federation space. Yeah, and I'm gonna throw a yellow flag. Yeah, you know there've been there already were so many theories, accusations, assumptions, what have you of. Babylon 5 being the inspiration behind Deep Space Nine and so many other things being stolen from JMS. That really? You're going to... And I know they, 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 they went back to Tolkien for that. You know, they're, they're hearkening to that. But, you know... Well, look, I, I, I think... I think... These Fenris Rangers, yes. Fenris, Fenris, Fenris Rangers, Fenris, yeah, yeah, okay, really, well, hey, Michael Shabon, well, really, well, come on, tapping into the the, the long lineage of, of space wolves from uh, from from Warhammer forty thousand, so yeah, yeah. precisely, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, 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 Michael Shabon. Well-known hack. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Noted. Noted hack. Noted no, hack. Come on. Uh, he's good. Yeah. He's good. Um, I I haven't cared for anything that he's written. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, nothing. I bounced off Cavalier and Clay so hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yiddish Policeman's Union. I think I started to read that and didn't care for it. Oh. Um. But he, he did one of the one of the Trek shorts last year. Summerland? He? No, didn't read Summerland. Usually by the time I if I if I have a really viscerally negative reaction to the first thing yeah, you're that I encounter from someone, I might dip my toe in on a second, but it's 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 a very like permission to treat the witness as hostile and then, <laughs> then yeah, I'm not exactly. going back for I'm not going back for a third bite. It's like it's like trying the duck sauce at Chinese restaurants in Ohio. 
Okay, the first time it's an it's an it's a natural mistake. You ask for it because you think it's going to be actual duck sauce, and the second time it's because maybe you forgot or maybe it was just that one restaurant was weird, and after right. that you realize no, they're just serving orange marmalade. It's not really duck sauce. Uh, no. Yeah, people um, p- uh, people in Ohio, you know, don't at me. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, that's John's way of saying this nonsense needs to end. Let's wrap yeah, the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough, enough of this ranger yeah. stuff. We, we, look, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. You know, certainly, we we we're. I don't know how I put it this way to a friend of mine. We were talking about Picard. She was coming to me to share basically the same thing that you were like. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it, but I'm starting to cool on it a little bit yeah. because because it's showing some tendencies of putting its head right up its own. Boop, boop, boop. Right? Seems to be a little self-indulgent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and I he said, you know, we, we will we will we will see what yeah. happens. But it's like this is a prestige format television. We have now seen four episodes of ten, and I'm like. I think if it were me now, I would have tried to find some way to get these four episodes of content into three episodes mm-hmm. because it seems a little it seems a little leisurely. Yeah. Well, it right? will be it'll be an interesting thing to examine as we you know we often talk about turning Babylon 5 into a prestige show and how much do you condense it? Uh, how how dense do you want to make it? I think we're seeing the opposite of that in Picard. And my understanding is they have a three season plan for it. So oh, I see. Okay. So maybe maybe the first season is just a lot of a lot of build up. Um, but I mean, come on, you know, Mandalorian did so much in the first you know, four episodes, and maybe I'm right. maybe I'm used to that kind of pace these days. Um. So yeah, maybe maybe. Yeah. Right. Again, yeah, we'll see. But I think I think it'll be an interesting kind of comparison, you know, having a show that's that's got a particular three season plan right. set in place uh, that is done in a prestige format. OK, so, you know, I and I will probably still be doing the show, this show by the time that wraps for the season, I, I think. But it'll be, I think there's going to be some interesting comparison once the first uh, first season is done. To, I would think so. To what we would want to do in a first season prestige format, Babylon 5. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I tell you this. I am certainly bringing that Takashima thread back into Absolutely. the show. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I yep. Never in a million years would have thought that I'd be arguing this point at the end of this program. <laughs> you know. So I guess I'm glad I'm watching Picard so I can get to see... Yeah, this other actress, you know, in yeah. in action. Yeah, um, yeah. There we go. So there it is. Okay. All right, uh, folks. Uh, you know where to find us. Uh, the name of the pod at gmail dot com. The name of the pod on Facebook. And uh, we're going to be back next week for uh, burns, 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 burns. That wheel of fire. The wheel of wheel fire. Of fire. <laughs> Until next time, folks. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Bye.